0: Welcome to the Etc. As always, I'm your host, Eddie Gonzalez. I'm joined by the best basketball player we've ever had on this show. <laughs> Filling in for Kevin, joining the, the, the ranks of Kyrie Irving as well, Sabrina Unescu. How you living? Great.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So one thing I definitely have to ask you, legend in the college game, of course. Legend in basketball, period. Like, like I mentioned, I was so impressed when I saw you both at Barclays, but both. When we worked out in private, just the the hard work and even like the frustration when you're messing up. It's like I love this shit. This is what (laughs) I like to see. Um, Who are you watching in college right now? How much are you able to keep up? I mean, obviously there's the Caitlin Clark's and Pages on her way back and all that stuff. But what else are you watching? You're you're Pac-12. Like I know you gotta be watching that too.
1: No, I love watching college basketball. I mean, I've still played against some of the players that are playing right now, so I'm not that far removed, which is nice because I feel. Like I know the scouting report, I'm like, come on, <laughs> right shoulder, yeah, yeah. Or what it is? But obviously, Oregon, I always keep up with them and and what they're doing. But the Pac-12 is great this year. There's so many teams that were 11th or 12th in the Pac-12 when I was there, and now are in the top 25 and doing really well. Like Utah, Colorado, Stanford's always great, and they're doing really well. Have a great veteran crew. But I think Caitlin Clark, obviously, you know, I I, I can't not talk about her and what she's doing in the game and. Um, how she's put Iowa on the map, yeah. and, and they're doing amazing. But UConn's always good, even without you know Paige, um, and, and can't wait to see her back on the floor. I know their best player now, AZ Fudd, went out with injury, and, yeah. and they're still able to win games and, and do what they do. And so UConn's always one of my favorites to be able to watch. And South Carolina has been absolutely amazing. Aaliyah Boston, who I think um, – is gonna go number one. I think everyone knows that, and seeing how dominant she is in the game and what she's able to do at South Carolina, Dawn Staley there has been really fun. So I'm a huge supporter of, of college basketball. Obviously, still watch, and it's really cool to see how those players have developed over the years.
0: Yeah, Aaliyah is incredible. Let me not not mention her, you know, because she's amazing. I can't wait to see her in the WNBA. What do you think about? the fact that you had to play so many years in college before going pro, do you think that's something we should change? Like, these players are developing faster and looking better younger now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think once our CBA negotiates a higher salary cap for players in this league, uh, you're going to be able to leave college early and make a great living in the W and not have to go overseas. I think now the hard thing with the rule of having to be 21 or graduate from college, they're just trying to set you up for success because – the salary cap is what it is in our league. And so I think if we're able to continue to build that, it'll give a lot of these players the opportunity to go pro early, make their money, and if they want to go back to school after, they're able to.
0: Yeah, I think that's good to mention. Like, it is a multi-layered decision. And I do understand, and, and you're concerned about people's bodies and, and living this lifestyle that they live. Yeah. And, and then overseas, obviously that's another thing you guys are dealing with. With You know, you look at BG. Everything that happened with her was when she was playing overseas trying to get make our money make our bones so it's like yeah when we have the infrastructure to when you guys can fly private when you guys it makes so much more sense to college straight to here and um it's gonna be interesting I mean the league continues to develop and grow you're a big part of that and it, I was just talking to somebody yesterday about college ball I enjoyed the women's college game way more than, than the men's and for various reasons but it's like I hate to use the word but it's a more pure game in the sense of like basketball, you know, yeah. the the actions they're running, the, the things they have to work on. And so I'm just enjoying watching this game grow from as close as I get to watch it. And, and yeah, it'll be interesting. So
1: I do think there should be an asterisk by the records people break that have played four, five, like five, six years in college. Because now with the COVID year, some players, like, that I like if I yeah. took my COVID year, I would have been a rookie like this year, this last season, which is insane. So yeah. I'm like, someone's gonna break some of my records at year six or seven, and I'm gonna be mad. We're,
0: we're gonna know. We're <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna have to be that mad. I, I was college football, I was like seven year guys, and, and yeah, there Stinson are. Bennett was like 26. And it's like,
1: hey, bro, you're, you're like a you're grown, grown man. man. <laughs> <laughs> like, this <is> not cool. <laughs> he's older than me and still playing.
0: Yo, he's older than like six NFL quarterbacks. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, shout out to him, but. That COVID year I it changed everything. I so busy off season. i I'm gonna call it summer on accident because I'm so used to offseason season be a yeah. summer, but busy off season for you, for your team. You guys have two new MVPs, have two new faces of your team. Um when did you know all this was going on with John Quill Jones, with Brianna Stewart? How far back have you I been tampering? Mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> I knew as soon as the season ended that we there's free agency and it was gonna be a big free agency for us and it was something you know we had talked to Stewie last year and and tried to get her as well and she's from new york and so you know let the season play on and then um, as soon as you know the off season hit you know our team was talking to her our owners organization and so i knew like it was a possibility and then she came out here visited it was public knowledge and so at that point i was like able to reach out to her talk to her see where she was at whatever that deadline um, is to be able to do that and um, so like, you know, John Quell came and then Stewie came and then Courtney VanderSloot came. And so now it's kind of the talk of the town. It's what everyone's talking about, but it's something that we've definitely had to work to be able to get to you know, recruit those type of players in New York.
0: So you're hearing about this. You're obviously fixture for the team faces franchise all-star last year. When about do you hear like, Hey, this is, this is a thing or obviously past the, the deadline, obviously. But when exactly do you feel like, Oh, this is really going to happen?
1: I think it was, it was like the day before with Stewie's, um, with Stewie's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was sending these emojis and it's kind of, you know, when you're on the team, it's like, you don't want to press them too much and, and do too much and let, you know, players make their decision with their families. And, um, cause it's a big decision, you know, she was drafted there, has won MVPs, has won a championship there. And so I know it was a big decision. And so you don't want to, you know, press too much, but you also don't want to go radio silent and. You know, it, they feel like they, you know, aren't welcome there. And so I was trying to find, you know, the middle ground of being able to reach out. And so um, the day before I had thought it could happen. But until I see it on
0: ESPN and on
1: on my timeline that like breaking news, uh, I didn't believe it. And so I saw it and I was just so happy.
0: You're still the young buck as well. Like I think people forget it. it's a lot of veteran superstars. You're a superstar in your own right, but you still are a young player in this league. Only your third year so. You know, you got a little tightrope a little bit with that. But now you guys got the squad. Vegas reigning champs, they have a squad as well. They continue to load up. Um That pressure to win a championship, I always talk about that with Kevin's teams, with LeBron's teams, with the Warriors. That, that's not for everybody. You looking forward to that? Like, what do you feel it already? Because it's a like championship or bust. You put a team like this together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. I think – everyone will feel that pressure. And, you know, for me, I've always wanted to win. So I was wanting to win a championship last year. Granted, I knew that we didn't have the team to be able to do so. And now we do. So I think starting training camp, there's just this level of hard work, dedication that you have to put in. And that can't come two, three weeks into the season. Like you got to figure it out from the beginning. And it's going to take a lot of us working together, sacrificing, right? It's like, some players aren't going to be able to shoot 30 shots a game now because you got, you're got you looking over and you got John Quill, Stewie. Yeah, like, yeah. We're going to have to be able to really work together and um, get to know each other really quickly on the court. But I think when everyone's bought in to wanting to win, um, anything can happen and people will sacrifice and do what's best for the team.
0: Yeah, I think it's an adjustment for you almost more than anybody. You had the ball in your hands a ton last year and got to really get great reps, made the all-star team your best season so far. But, yeah, you're, you're going to be doing a little bit of sharing the ball now. What, what did you What did you work on this offseason? I saw you shot for shot with Kevin. It was, it was really impressive. Like, I knew you were great, but it was like, damn. I watched a lot of guys work out with Kay this summer. Not a lot of them went shot for shot, but you did. So what, what was kind of your focus this off season? Because you didn't have to have surgery. You didn't have to deal with all the things you've been dealing with your first two years. What, what did you lock into?
1: Yeah, I think, well, ultimately not having to rehab – and have a surgery, and have something kind of looming in the background to hinder, you know, the ability to be able to train at the highest level. The entire offseason has been one of the biggest blessings that I've been able to have. And so, from you know, the day the season ended. Um, to every day now that I'm still doing just being able to be more explosive and working on the things that I couldn't in the last two years because I was just rehabbing to be able to get back on yeah. the floor but now I can actually work on my craft and so I'm excited I think you know the first thing I thought of is like I'm not going to be double team now like if <laughs> shots are going to be easier yeah. I'm laughing with my coaches like I might have open looks now whereas before like I was getting double-teamed, triple-teamed and not being able to have open looks. So I think just continuing to find ways to, you know, get my shot off, get in the paint and create for others. But ultimately it's going to be like, can I can I make an open shot? Because I'm not used to being able to see the hoop.
0: <laughs> You're going to be catching shoot now. <laughs> it's been a long time since you got catching yeah. shoot. So uh, you, you got an, another part-time job in this offseason as well at, at your own mater, Oregon. Tell me a little bit about that because very interesting title. I'm not exactly sure what it means, but you don't seem the type to like get the paper title and not actually lock it. So I know you're over there. You're locking it out. What, what yeah. do you got going on?
1: Um, the title is like director of, of athletic culture. And I think it was something that I was already doing. It just, I didn't have a title to it. Just kind of mentoring a lot of those players. I haven't played with any there now because they've all left. But I think. Um, just being able to be on campus obviously obviously somewhere that I like to go back and train I've been coached by you know mostly entire uh, that entire coaching staff and so I know the system I know what he wants to do and I think just being able to have someone that the players can go to and ask questions as they're kind of navigating a a lot of this college with now NIL and and everything going on and so um, been doing that it's it's remote and so I get you know on the phone and talk to them but do what I can and just try and help and Pass along some knowledge.
0: Yeah, I talked with Kevin about Texas and I joke with him about it. He was there one year, like how much but he's like really locked in. He really, you know, and a lot of everybody. They they really take that college um environment and the situation to heart. So you were there, you did the whole four years. Like I know that's near and dear to your heart and everything. He was a megastar there. So very interesting to see you going back. Another busy part of your off season. You got engaged not quite famously now. How did <laughs> Were you legitimately surprised, like, or did you, like, go as the night goes on, like, is it about the football, like?
1: I was surprised. Um, I think the entire off season, like, every day, I was like, maybe today, maybe today. And so <laughs> I, I figured that was a little toxic. So I thought, like, okay, I got to stop doing this to myself. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, we were going back to the Bay Area for my camp and – um my agents were all involved I was supposed to have a GQ photo shoot and so I was getting ready like dress everything and ready to do this and I walked out and I was like is this part of the GQ photo shoot because he was saying there's there all these flowers and I was like wow GQ really like outdid themselves and then that's when I kind of realized like I think this is actually happening so I was surprised for sure well congrats I'm excited
0: it Looks incredible. Thank man. you. Thank, so, I know I should
1: hold the mic with this hand. Huh? There you go. Look, there you go. <laughs> now,
0: now. So, all right, my friend, he's been busy. He's. I know you're locked in. How shocked are you? Is Phoenix Suns, the whole deadline. How how much are you able to keep up with the NBA? You're obviously very busy.
1: I keep. I I love it. I keep up with it a lot. I watch as many games as I can, and um, I think I had a feeling once Kyrie left. Um, I think a part of me. I know there was always talks, you know, on, on Twitter. You see everything about the deadline and trades can still happen and there's rumors that, you know, Kev might go to Phoenix. And, you know, I wasn't sure, but I a, a part of me thought, like, it, it could for sure happen when Kyrie left and um, kind of everything that just happened with the Nets. But you just never know. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think I'd be woken up and, in, in this shock, but I'm happy for him if, if that's the decision that – you know, he thought was best for him. He's going to kill it out there. They have great players. They have a great point guard. And so I think, you know, they're one of the favorites to win it this year. And I'm, I'm happy for him if he's going to be a part of that.
0: Yeah. You know, working in TV, working around the league, hearing rumors, obviously talking with Kevin, hearing rumors. And finally I'm like, hey, I had to call him like, what's the word, bro? (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) You know, and it was still a lot unknown at that time, but spoke with him uh, yesterday and he's been working out the facility. It's super high tech. He's, it's like, First day of school. Like, he's just excited. And he hasn't been on the court in a month. You know, I think people yeah, forget about hurt. that. He's been injured. Yeah. And so he's excited to get back out there and you know, deadline. Who, who are you rooting for in general? Like, you're at the Liberty or a Nets fan? You're rooting for your boardroom friend right now? Or I I was
1: – I obviously am always a Nets fan, just uh, being under the same roof and under the same ownership. Golden State's always been my team, just being from the Bay Area. I'm not a bandwagon fan. Okay. I have pictures of <laughs> me at 10 years old there yeah. at the games, back when they weren't very good. Um, so deep down, I'm always um, always a Golden State fan over over anything. But, uh, I mean, rooting for Kevin all the way, I think Phoenix has a great squad. I'm excited to see how they're going to be able to mesh and play together. and. I'm just a fan of the league and the players, yeah. honestly. Um, I don't have necessarily one team aside from Golden State. But I'm excited to see how Dallas does with Kyrie and Luka. And um, it'll it'll be a fun season.
0: Yeah, look, it's, you know, it felt like basically until Wednesday was going to be quiet deadline. And it was like the wildest deadline of all time after that. So um, we have the uh, Brooklyn Nets to thank for that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's But it's going to be fun. You're right. It's going to be fun. So... Your season coming up, what are you looking forward to with your season? And as you kind of start ramping up and all-star here, is that like kind of the unofficial beginning of it, or where, where are you at about as you build up?
1: Yeah, I, I'm super excited. I think there's a great buzz around the Liberty right now in New York, and um, I think part of recruiting a lot of these players to play here is just going to continue to enhance, you know, the people that come to the games and continue to you know pack the stands and. Um, kind of put women's basketball on the forefront of, of New York and and in the league, and so there's no you know greater place to have a great team. I know we're called kind of the super team, but a great basketball team you know in New York is always um, you know always helps the league. And so I'm super excited. I've been grinding. Um, I think harder than I ever have this off season. Just finally being able to be healthy and um, have had. Now my first year, last year, fully healthy of playing has kind of been super beneficial to just see what I need to work on, my deficiencies, and see what worked and continue to get better at that. And so obviously super excited to get back with a lot of the new players once they come back into town and we can all get to work.
0: So it hurts my heart that you have some new player edition shoes you're going to be. And I don't mean it as a hater, but you rock some of the dopest Kobe's. Either league, either college, whatever. You had like Dark Knight, Kobe Fives last year. I've watched, I was like, Holy shit. Bro, <laughs> where she find those? But so tell us about kind of like your work with Nike because obviously in Oregon the pipeline there is in your relationship with Phil Knight, your relationship with Kobe and the Bryant family as well. Yeah. You know, I'd imagine we're still gonna see you in some Kobe's. But yes. you have other stuff on the on the way as well. Yeah, the,
1: the PE's that I've been able to do with the GT cuts have been amazing. I think you always watch a lot of players in the league and see that they have PEs, right? Like you watch it around and see that they're able to kind of put their own artistic touch to shoes. And finally, you know, these last two years being able to be in talks with a lot of the team and Nike's really like whatever you want to do with the shoe we can do. And so that's been really fun to just be able to, to ask them, can I put this color? Can I do this? And, Whatever I want to do, they, they've always been on board and supportive. And so it's been fun. It's been fun watching a lot of the NBA players and players actually rock the shoes and see yeah. people wearing them. And it's always, I always love the support, and so it's been super fun. But I'll definitely always be wearing Kobe's at some point. They're the most comfortable shoe for me, but um, I've just loved being able to wear them in game.
0: That shoe has taken over both leagues, the Kobe 5 and the Kobe 6. And, and it's, it's really fascinating to watch. I know our colleague Nick DiPaoli did a story about it, about it. Just the the vast numbers and the bubble. It was like the shoe of the bubble. Everybody it was wearing yeah. the shoe of the wobble as well. Yeah. Um and then I, I wanna say you're the first person I seen in the Mampasita. So I said, yo, this is like she's killing it. But mm-hmm. when I met you in the in the in the offseason, do you had I mean you had Travis Scott's on there? You had the mocha's sneakers always been your thing, like you're from the bay, I'd imagine yeah. <laughs> to be like
1: I always loved um like sneakers, clothing. Um, I think obviously now being with Nike, they, (laughs) they help. Um, I think that was one of the big reasons why, you know, when I signed, um, I was like, I don't think I can get rid of what's in my closet because going to Oregon, all I was getting was like PEs, Jordans. Um, all these sick Nikes and it was like if I sign with another company like I can't get rid of all these (laughs) and what am I gonna wear on the street and so I think that's been really nice they obviously send me a bunch of high heat and the coolest stuff but I think now like sneaker culture is such a big thing and so it's dope to see what other people are wearing and then you just try and match it and, and play this little game
0: you guys got a good like I was with Kevin one day and he got four new pairs of Travis Scott ones and I'm like what? And he's just like, oh, you sent them. They know yeah. I wear them. They just sent them. Like, <laughs> this is a great life. Yeah. you heard him. it's a great life. But, yeah, like, what I see you definitely, was like, oh. And then I seen you at a game, same thing. It's something else. On. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. So, what else have you been up to? You haven't just been on the court and just getting engaged. What are you listening to? What are you watching? You're flying all over the place. I know you're watching something. Like,
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, just ha- I've had a busy off season, I'd say, so far. I, I always think – during an off season, the next one will not be as busy, and I I think it's it's not really the case. No, it's too late. Um, it's over. But yeah, it's been fun. I went to London. Um, I did. I, I attended British Vogue, and that was really fun to just be able to be there, and you see all these people on TV, and then you enter a room, and and you're able to do that. I went to a soccer game out there, and so now I'm back here um, going to Fashion Week tomorrow, New York Fashion Week. So that'll be really fun um, to just be able to see all the amazing, you know, people that are going to walk and, and meet great people.
0: Bunch of Raider games. Um, I'd like to apologize on behalf of Raider fans because it was a rough year. I'm sorry that you've now married into this relationship. But <laughs> how have you enjoyed that? How have you, you were kind of a Raider fan. You yes. A little bit of franchise. I'm fully
1: invested. I honestly feel like um, I should be an assistant coach because um, <laughs> I feel like I have criticism and positive things for after every single game. I really, like, analyze and watch. Um, I, I didn't really know football that well before, but now um, I've grown a great appreciation just to know, like, what they go through and um, how much work they have to put in, how much meetings they have, um, the amount of time they're there from – 6am to 6pm every single day, um, putting their bodies through so much. And so I don't think a lot of people understand like their schedule and how much goes into preparing for a game. It's a whole week thing. Yeah. And um, everyone has to be on board for for the game, you know, plan to, to play out. And so I have great appreciation for what they do, every position, no matter if you're the starter, the backup, whatever it is. And so it's been fun. I go to the games, I analyze, I watch, I cheer. <laughs> and Raider games are always fun no matter what, yeah. and they'll definitely have a better a better year next year.
0: Second favorite player. Who you we got?
1: Marcus Mariota, because he was uh, teammates with Oregon my fiance. Stuff. Yeah, oh, Oregon. Ducks. Sorry, oh, the Ducks. Oh my
0: goodness. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, what you say is a great point, because look, I've been around Hoopers all my life, and look you guys work hard but those days are a lot shorter we have it easy it's nothing like and they legit have like a full-time job 6 a.m six out meetings workouts more meetings and it's it's just crazy and then they and then they work on the weekend so it's like day it's it's no joke and you're you're there no we have 30
1: like our max is like 30 to 45 minutes of team film granted like you know you go watch it on your own but they're at like three hours with no break and then three more hours after. And I'm like, dang, our team thinks 30 minutes is long. Yeah, so, yeah. I, you know, three hours is uh, – I mean, hats off to the coaching. Like, you know, the coaches don't have a life either during the season. And so a lot of dedication, you know, has to has to happen and sacrifice from everyone. So definitely great appreciation for all the NFL players.
0: All right. Last one because it wouldn't be an et cetera's episode if we weren't talking about music a little bit you get in the car right now leave here what song you're putting on i have to know
1: what song i'm putting on honestly i watch so much tiktok that all those tiktok songs like drake pop smoke whatever and i try and do the dances and all that stuff so tiktok has taken over like what's in my head right now um but i'm always like drake is always a hit no matter if it's a new album an old album there's always something yeah that you could listen to and just be in a great mood.
0: You're right at home on etc. Yeah. This is a Drake podcast. So <laughs> yeah, it's like that. a show, no podcast anymore, yeah. just a show. But, yo, so she's sending you TikToks all day. Like this, this is everybody. <laughs> this is every couple. This is every couple. He and won't do
1: any with me. He won't. He doesn't have social media, so. You yeah.
0: won't do one? No. You can knock it out. Come on. That's what I'm saying. But no, like that's like 90% of everybody's relationship. Did you see the TikTok I sent you? Yeah. Yes, I saw it. Yes, yes. So, well, look. Enjoy the city. You're here in and out, but you'll be back soon. I cannot wait to see some of these games. I lo- I look, it's blasphemy, I know. Well, not anymore. My, my friend's gone, but I like the Liberty games more than the Net games. I like them way better.
1: I've heard that from a lot of people. So,
0: no, not just because <laughs> you're here either. Like, you know, I like them so. I cannot wait to see this team on the floor, and I'm excited for you and everything you have going Thank so. you. Thank you for being here. Of Enjoying course. New York City. You caught New York on a great week, by the way.
1: It's warm. It's, it's sunny, sunny. It's 60. I like, know. I'm happy. Geez.
0: So thanks for being here. Of course. Here Thank you. Sabrina?